Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Daily Dose. It's the 14th of December. It is. Uh, I am incredulous. Would this be the Ides of December? I don't know, maybe. I don't think there are Ides in December. I think December (laughs) has its own busyness, doesn't need another thing. Uh, Welcome to the middle of December and Daily Dose. I'm sort of excited about this conversation today. It's a good one. It is a good one. I feel like uh, we came across something that combines two things I'm really fascinated by. One is sobriety and one is feminism. Don't panic if you're feeling panicky because you think it's going to get political. It's not going to get political. Not today. Uh, It's Christmas. Yeah, I don't really care about that, but it's not going to get political today. The article we are uh, having the conversation around is called Drinking Beer is Not a Feminist Act by a woman named Laura Nordberg. She wrote it in September and we found it on Medium. Um, And it's really about this idea of uh, closing the gender gap for alcohol consumption is not empowering women. So do you wanna start with anything? Oh, can we please do this first? So this weekend we uh, went to Arts for the Holidays, the first annual, and I got this mug, let me see if I can make it work for you because it is so incredible. See that stuff on it? This is from Adam Priebnow, who's a local artist and hopefully a guest of ours as well. He's a um, recovery therapist at Soul Solutions where Patty Sen works. But And he's obviously a ceramic artist. Is that incredible? And then please show yours, Dr. Mary. There we go. Dr. Mary's You might remember, uh, I think maybe in early in 2021, we started a thing on moderation. Yes. And we, it was prompted by the fact that Dr. Mary, if if he has this much coffee, he drinks this much. And then the rest of this needs to be checked. Yes, you do. So I bought him a baby mug, but who's it from Dr. Mary? It is from Dr. Jeff Bowman, who is a very talented ceramicist. That's the word. Yeah. And analytical chemist. He has the opposite office, office opposite mine at MSUM. So thank you, Dr. Bowman. Thank you, Dr. Bowman. We have been intending to get a mug from you for some time. So two new mugs for Daily Dose, which is exciting, I think. Um, okay, so the article, what do you want to say about it, Dr. Mary? It is interesting on um, quite a few things. Now, I'm going to just going to jump into the middle of it and give you some hard facts here, and then we'll go and talk about some interesting things. But this author also brought to uh, our attention, um, and I looked this up because I didn't think it was this bad, but between 1999 oh. and 2017, binge alcohol in the United States amongst women rose 85%. So I'm just, I took a little quote from it, which happens to be that same section. Um, I'll give you one more second to read that. And then we'll move on to this. Okay, go ahead. Um, also, um, because of um, the way the, you know, the biochemistry of there is a biochemical difference between male and females, 
alcohol um, has more da has more damaging effect to women. Um, it's, it's more damaging on the liver. It's more likely to cause um, what they call um, wet brain or brain fatigue. In other words, it causes it can and has been shown to increase the the instances of on early onset dementia in women who are binge drinkers. Not even alcoholics. But binge drinkers, it's even worse for women who actually unfortunately succumb to the disease of alcoholism. It's tougher on a female. And sorry, I'll give you all the, the bad news at once. Um, <laughs> There's not a lot of good news to this article. Drinking in any form, in any level has been shown now. They did a mega study. In other words, what a mega study is, is it's a group of st statisticians who get the job of analyzing the data from a group of studies to make oh, one big study out sure. of it um al drinking alcohol in any in at any level has been shown now to increase the instances of breast cancer in women and in a worldwide study breast cancer is now overtaking lung cancer as the prominent form of cancer worldwide yeah it's incredible so that's the that's the sort of science piece of it. But I'm interested in this feminist piece of it. So, Which is actually really interesting. So well. you know that until probably the late, early 20th century, women couldn't really be in bars or saloons unless they were prostitutes. So there was this whole notion that women didn't drink. In fact, the temperance movement and the um, prohibition movement comes out of women whose husbands would get paychecks and go immediately to the bar and they had no recourse to get the money to keep their families alive so what and if some of you might be sitting there going oh what a load of twaddle there is a reason <laughs> twaddle are you, you are you wondering if you're feeling like there's a load of twaddle there is a reason why in the united kingdom the general election is always held on the last thursday of the oh, month yeah. It's because men had run out of money. Because it was the day before because, the last because, the paycheck. Because it was the day before they get paid again, and they were more likely to be at home. In other words, they were sober and more likely to go and vote. Mother wants you to know she is not feeling twaddly. And if you look into the history of um, um, uh, prohibition and how it all started there were three amendments to the constitution to led to that and they were all driven by women who actually wanted to get into a better position of actually having some money to run the household because their men were out drinking okay thank you for that troll down government lane dr mary you must be a new american i must be anyway <laughs> so this idea that women didn't drink in fact in england until i don't know when maybe you know this too Women couldn't order full pints of beer. Nope. I, they could have, it was like this. Men could have this much and women could have this much. Even when I was in college, they wouldn't serve women pints of beer. You could have a half. So um, a couple of people I used to date and some friends of mine used to sort of get a, a pint glass, smuggle it into a bar in their purse, buy two halves and put it into the beer, into a pint glass, and then like hold it defiantly at the bar staff and say, hey, look. Suck it, bar staff, <laughs> bar staff. Um, which I would have definitely wanted to do too, even though I don't drink any beer. Uh, I would have felt compelled to drink beer. And that's sort of the point of this story mm -hmm. is that as a feminist to be told, well, you can't have a full pint of beer, you know, little lady, you can't take it. That would not have sat well with me. 
um, to be told that I couldn't have alcohol at all because I was too good or too pure or my brain was too small or all the other garbage that has been used to keep women in their place. Um, alcohol is a piece of that larger context. So when the feminist movement in the 60s and 70s really was taking off, there was also this rise of women choosing not just to drink, but to drink beer, because beer is such a man's drink. It's a working class laborers kind of drink historically. And so women started to drink beer as an act of feminist defiance, which on one hand I love, and on the other hand is leading to all these huge, huge um, physical and emotional problems for women in an effort to appear equal, we are sort of falling backwards, which is not good. Uh, not, not good at all. But there is a reason why women would drink beer if they were heavy drinking in a bar and worried about it, because there's less alcohol in the beer than there is in, say, a gin and tonic, which is what women are supposed to. So, well, women are supposed to have girly drinks. Yeah, girly. There's more alcohol in girly drinks. And what's, so you're 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 more likely to lose control over yourself, and you know you can't yeah. control what you you're less likely to be able to control what happens to yourself. A shandy is beer and lemonade. Yes. Yeah, that's. I mean, I could drink that. I guess that sounds kind of good. Um, so so her point is that we have sort of, in an act of defiance to gain equality, we've sort of gone the other too far the other direction, which is troubling because women have a harder time man managing addiction than men do. And as Maz said at the very beginning, we've seen an enormous rise of women having a problem with alcoholism since 1999 to today. Um, what else do you want to talk about, Dr. May? Um, the, the, she did, this, this author, did, very well written this article, she did bring up the, the, you know, the fact that one thing is it's corporations mm. that profit from the idea that holding a bottle of beer was, was raising a glass to women's rights. Because if you go back and, well, she went back and looked at the history of beer advertising. And we talked about this, about how executives make alcohol out to be sexy. Yes. Um, they went the other way. There was, there was a, apparently, I, I don't I've never seen this um, campaign, but it was, um, it was a billboard with the words, um, I'm sorry, billboard with a picture of a, to a couple in the kitchen with the words, don't worry, darling, you didn't burn the beer. Well, yes, but that that's a reaction against it because that's women being at home in the kitchen, not being able no, to cook. No. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I am right. Because that's also one of those stupid little um, hand towel deals. Can I say something? Yeah, here's here's something I thought was really interesting. And I quote, that's not even addressing the toll that alcohol can take on women's mental health and finances, both barriers to gender equality. So why do we still tout alcohol and beer specifically as a symbol of female empowerment? Um, most likely because that's exactly what liquor companies via global multi-million dollar advertising campaigns want us to believe. So this notion that not only is beer not good for you, I mean, excessive beer not good for you physically, but it's also expensive. And who tends to make less money? 
women. So as women are out at happy hour with their male colleagues or they're out with their female friends and they're trying to either keep up or beat the pack, not only are they causing physical damage to themselves, but they're also further widening the gap between their financial stability and long-term success and the men with whom they are likely consciously or unconsciously competing. So there's all of this complexity around this notion of drinking beer is a feminist act, which I just think is a really interesting idea. Mm. Do you have anything else you want to add? I don't know that we do. No, that's it, actually. Um, hmm. Well, I think, yeah, we don't need to stay on, and you don't need to watch us read. Gripping as that yes, must be. Gripping, be. My gosh, we're like a masterpiece movie waiting to happen. But, I mean, it's a very interesting thing to to think about when, when, when you're dealing with sobriety and recovery, that there is, there are still um, steeper, steeper hills to climb on the, on the way back to sobriety, depending on your gender. No surprise. I'm curious to know what's easier for women than men. Hmm. Not sure. Crying. I guess we can be more emotional acceptably. Okay. We got that in the bag. Um, at any rate, have a great Tuesday, uh, let me plug my day job. If you're still shopping, <laughs> shop local and support local art anywhere you live. Get mugs, get art, get performances, buy tickets, give um, donations in people's honor, in people's memories to commemorate big events. Don't go buy junk. Go buy local art. And then enjoy it with us in the mornings on Daily Dose. We'll see you on Thursday. Remember, last week, Karina Monison joined us. And this week, mm -hmm. her mother, Joanna Conti, is joining us to talk about that perspective from her side of it and also to talk more about the um, research that they are embarking upon to really create yeah, a database of quality rehab programs. Um, our conversation with Karina was incredible, and we expect our conversation with Joanna will be too. So we will see you Thursday morning see you Thursday. at 8.30. Don't drink beer as a feminist act. If you want to drink beer, drink beer. But don't overlay feminism as your value for why you're doing it, and be smart about it too. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A -A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L dot -A -A -E com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.